Hey, welcome to the Cone Phone. I'm the Cone with the phone today. I'll be taking your calls for the next 90 minutes. Uh, sorry I didn't do it this weekend. I was in Breckenridge, Colorado, listening to country music and dubstep. <sighs> A little bit like deliverance out there. Anyway, um, before I take your calls, the, the link is in the description. I'm going to put the link in the chat box right now. I want to talk a little bit about myself, if you don't mind, not too long. But George Kittle talked about me yesterday, and um, what he, they won't let this go. So I, I figure it's time for me to explain what I do, because I don't think anyone really gets what I do. So let me do this for like 10 minutes, and then I'll take your calls. Starting with why people like me. I think it's worth pointing out that I think there's a lot of confusion amongst the players, especially the players on the team, but even some in the fan base. Like, how can Grant Cohn have 49,000 subscribers on YouTube when he's so critical of the one team that he covers? I'm sure players don't get it. How can Grant be so popular when really he doesn't praise us as much as we'd like? He doesn't praise us as much as everyone else. In fact, he's the most critical of all the people who cover this team. Not that he's only critical, but he's the most critical. How can he be so popular? I think it's worth talking about that because I think maybe even some people that like me or think they like me don't quite get it. So first of all, I want to give credit to uh, Dorian Levy. Emailed me yesterday, spelled the whole thing out. I'm not smart enough to figure this out. Dorian, thank you for putting this all in perspective. I've been a little jaded the last few weeks after the whole country tried to cancel me and a bunch of people who collaborated with me essentially said that they don't approve of the way I do my job and I need to look in the mirror and make some adjustments after I, after they've been working with me for years and uh, you know, happily benefited from the brand in which I built. And then when there was one dust up with the player said they didn't approve the way I built my brand. So I've been a little jaded, but I think it's fair for me to point out that a lot of you are still are on my side. I call, I have these phones. people call in and they, a lot of Niner fans seem to still like me and why? Well, it seems like, while players don't like the way I talk about the 49ers, fans love the way I talk about the 49ers. Um, it's because, especially this was true during the pandemic, what you want, the people who watch my channel, hardcore 49er fans that are here, you want someone to talk Niners with. And I'm good at it. I know the team. I know the team better than you know the team. I have opinions you haven't thought of. I'm a good person to argue with. I don't root for the team. I'm like that one friend in your group that doesn't root for the Niners, but knows the Niners better than everyone else. That's the person you want to talk to. I am your 49ers rent-a-friend. I make you feel like the 49ers are interesting. I give you an outlet to express all your opinions, and I let you do it publicly on my platform. So not only do you feel stimulated in the way you want talking about sports, you feel important. You're part of my umbrella. You're on my brand, on my platform. I'm your, I'm the number one 49ers rent-a-friend in the world. And I'm betting a lot of people watching right now. I am your favorite person to talk 49ers with. And why am I your favorite person to talk 49ers with? Because when you, when you have a 49ers talk with your friends in private, what you really want to do is grade, compare, criticize, talk shit, change your minds, make stupid jokes, all the things that I do. And then on the, when you come on my channel, it's the things that I enable you to do. 
it's the conversation you want to have. It's the conversation you want to listen to. And I think players don't get it. But there's a reason why the, why the 49ers do not have a problem with me. Because their fans really like me. You guys really like me. And so if the whole team doesn't like me, if everyone else in the media says I'm doing it wrong, I still got you guys. And that's all I care about. I'm loyal to you. A lot of other media members are loyal to the teams they cover or athletes in general. Nah, I'm only loyal to you guys. And I think that's why you like me. There is no one else in the country who covers a team who will have these conversations with the, what I do essentially is come on YouTube and talk with fans. I'm not a fan, but I bring fans on my channel. I'll bring fans today on my channel on the cone phone. I will make fans weekly contributors. I'm not over here trying to bring players on my channel. I brought one player on the channel. He killed it, but I, I didn't grow this YouTube channel. I didn't grow my brand by being, Oh, look who I know. Look at all these famous people. I know look at how much the Niners like me. I didn't do that at all. I grew my platform in two years by bringing you guys on the channel and making you guys feel important and having the conversation you want to have with me. I am all of you guys' best friends when it comes to the Niners. I'm your 49ers rental friend. And I play that role pretty well. If someone else could play the role that well, I wouldn't have as many subscribers. But no one else does it. I don't think anyone realizes what I'm doing over here. I'm not, I'm not the critic. I'm not the fan. I'm the voice of the fans, even though I'm not a fan. Isn't that weird? Okay, why people don't like me. Now we need to talk about why people do not like me. A lot of fans don't like me. Seems like most of the players don't like me. And most, most media people, most sports writers do not like me. Why? Well, let's start with the fans. Over the last 20 years, I mean, journalism has died. When my dad was doing this in the 80s and 90s, well, through the 2000s, he always was true to himself and what journalism used to be. But journalism is dead because it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it's not as profitable as entertainment. Now, you could have a really intellectual debate on ESPN. It's not going to do the same numbers as a one-on-one -on -one interview with a famous player. And so what all these very important media organizations locally, nationally have figured out that there's no reason to even try with, with journalism anymore. Just give entertainment. And what entertainment is, is access journalism. It's uh, what I would call confirmation reporting. Just tell the local fans that their team is good, that they're going in the right direction, that the plan is going well. And, you know, give them one-on-one -on -one interviews with the players. And that's all you get. All you get nationally, locally, is people who are afraid to piss off teams or players. Or both. So what you what, what I realized when I first stepped into the market was, man, every single person here is either on the side of the team or the players or the advertisers or all three. And so my idea was, you know, why don't I be different? Why don't I prioritize the viewer, the reader? Because when you prioritize the player, the team or the advertiser or the advertiser, the viewer suffers. All of a sudden, you're not hearing the truth anymore. You're hearing what the team allows you to say, what the team, what the players allow that person to say. And over the last 20 years, what's happened is 
basically all the local coverage has become this confirmation reporting. I think people are used to it. They forget that there's actually journalism out there and, and what that there's a utility for it. And I think players have become really soft to the point where they can't take any criticism. No criticism. I mean, Draymond Green's going on a whole crusade called New Media, which is essentially players critiquing themselves and not uh, criticizing at all. Criticism is off limits for New Media. So I criticize. I'm not trying to be on the 49ers side. I'm not trying to gain points with the Niners. I'm not trying to gain points with their players or any players. I'm only trying to be loyal to you guys. And that's why I think I'm what I do is working. You know what I'm saying? And I think what the people that keep watching me have felt for years that everyone else that's talking about this sport is sort of beholden to people other than the viewers. You see what I'm saying? Management, players. And that's become the convention. Everyone afraid to piss off the very, very rich and powerful teams and players. And what's happened is the players are really enjoying this non-critical culture. So what's going to keep happening is players going to get mad at me because I'm critical, because I said something, because I'm not going to change. Another player is going to get mad at me. And then his teammates are going to rally to his defense. And then a bunch of media members, local and national, are going to pile on. And then people that I thought were my friends, who I helped, who I collaborated with, who I lent, lent my brand to, said this guy's part of my brand, will distance themselves from me and say, well, you know what? I don't 100% agree with Grant. He was in the wrong there, too. And that's okay. That's fine. It's a cycle. It's going to keep happening. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep elevating fans voices there's always going to be new fans coming through new contributors on the show because that's what i do best talk niners with niner fans and there's hundreds who have something to say want to be heard want to be on this channel and as long as i can provide that and no one else does i think i'm going to be in business anyway you know, George Kittle, Eric Arm said, you guys can hate me, but it's important for you guys to know why your fans like me. And keep it in mind, because I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be here probably the rest of my life talking about this team until someone does what I do better than me. And so far, I haven't seen it. Seen a lot of guys try to do what I do. No one can do it better than me. Sorry. And maybe that's why people don't like me. All right, let's take some calls. Let's take some freaking calls. I'm sorry I felt I had to say that. A lot of people don't get what I do. I don't even think I get, got what I do until Dorian Levy explained it to me. Thank you, Dorian. I'm energized again. This is why I do it. Ezio Sanchez says, you're not afraid to push the envelope as opposed to other journalists. Not trying to suck up to the team or play fake. Nice, great job. This is only the beginning for you. Thank you. Look, I, look it's not just him, all right? Everyone does it this way. Even the journalists I like and respect, they're all giving you confirmation reporting. No one wants that smoke. Because, you know, if, look, if I worked for NBC or ESPN or The Athletic, I'd have to do it, too. That's why I don't. Well, that's not why I don't. That's why I like not working for them. You know, I will never have to have a boss saying, hey, Grant, don't say that. Or maybe be a little nicer here. Th those people all have that. So I am actually, I have the license to be real more than anyone else. And that's why you guys are here. And I appreciate you guys for giving me that license. Thank you, EZO. CJ Gray, you ready? Hey. What's up, CJ? Oh, wow. I'm up here. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, man. There's only 198 people watching. It's just, it's a low profile cone phone today. All right. I get that. Where are you calling from? Um, I'm calling from Aiden, North Carolina. Wow. That's so cool, man. Nice. Um, Probably not going to like the entirety of my commentary. Hey, man, go ahead. Um, I will start with the positive and we can start there. Thank you. That's fair. Um, I like you, man. I do. I think you bring a perspective of the team that's fair, that doesn't have any influence on anybody else or any player. You go there, you see what you see, you get on there and you tell us exactly what you think. No filter or anything of that kind. I've been watching your show for a little over a Oh, what's going on? Are we still, uh, still your, here? Your, your, your video froze. Okay, you're back. You're back. You're back. Keep going. You're good. Are we still? Good. Are we? Still, we're still. We're still good. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh oh. Are we still? Yeah, here? I'm losing you. Now you're still here. Keep going. Hello. Hello. Okay. CJ, why don't you leave and come back in? Because huh? your internet connection. You want you leave and come back in? I'll, I'll I'll put you right back on. Leave and come back in. There you go. I got to I got to boot him. But he's he's going to really read me. I knew it. I think I actually just sabotaged him. Sorry. No, he's I'm going to let him say what he wants to say. Hutch, what's up? Hey, what's going on? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. You in Nashville? Uh, Murfreesboro. It's like 30 minutes outside. Okay. All right. Yeah. CJ, I'm coming right back to you. Hold on. What's <laughs> up, Hutch? Oh, man. It's just like it's, there's so much like media nowadays. It's just brainwashed so watered down filtered you know it's either one side or another side and not just just sports right it's just the work yeah it's just a bunch of bullshit and it's just nice that someone has the fucking balls to say what they want to say you know very few people do and it kills me in the in the press box privately like sports writers always have so much shit to say then they get in front of the camera. It's like, well, Bob, the yeah. home team looked great again today. It's like, what was the last shit you were talking about in the press? But hold on. What? I, when you think about like what you were talking about, like in terms of the entertainment factor, wouldn't yeah. that be better entertainment? That's what I think. That's why I do what I do. Because once everyone does something the same boring vanilla way, there's there's a yep. there's a an audience, there's a demand for something different. And that's why you're here. I respect exactly. you. Yeah. Um, just just in terms of like the Niners and how they've done business, you know, I mean, when, when just just think about Harbaugh, how great that was going, you know, Niners screwed that up. Then we had the dark days, you know, and now we have Shanahan and who knows, you know, like, you know, are, are they going to reach the mountaintop, you know, but we need people like you to criticize, to talk and everything because are they going to be a major market team that goes for the championship or are they just trying to make money? And are they the Knicks it, or are they the Warriors? Yeah. And it, yeah. and it just seems like they've just been trying to make money for the past 20, 30 years. Yeah. Now they, they've Rod definitely had sure some things the that black, could get you know what I'm done, saying? but you yeah, know. that's true. But it's like in 2022, it's not hard to make money if you own, if you own an NFL team, especially one that has the brand power that the Niners have. So you should, they should be all about spending. The more they spend, the more money they'll make. And to me, like a lot of people locally want to cover the Niners like they're the Warriors or yeah. the Giants even. Like, no, those teams won championships in the last 10 years. This team mm-hmm. 
hasn't done anything. Like coming close doesn't count. Yeah. And that's why I cover the team the way I do. Like, hold on. Yeah. Can we can we just hold this team to the same standard they were held to when I was a kid? Are we, we going to give them participation trophies over here in the Bay? <laughs> right? Oh, dude. It it just seems like the Niners are complacent. At least the ownership, you know. I mean, definitely not the players. Those those players they want to win and it just seems like something has been How old off. Are you? Something has been off How old for are you? a long time. How, How old am I? Yes. Oh, I'm 30 turn 31. See, so you remember Eddie D. People who yeah. are in their 30s and older remember Eddie D and look at the arcs and like, this is complacent. What are you talking about? You went to the NFC Championship game last year and you did almost nothing this offseason. Well, Jimmy, Eddie wouldn't have done that. Eddie would have been like, we're right there. We're right there. Let's go for it. Yeah. Jed's like, we really could have missed the playoffs this year. Let's not overreact. Just think in terms of a business model, you know, like, do you do certain things to make your, you know, to do, like winning, like especially for sports, winning is probably the best thing, right? Mm-hmm. Winning generates probably. generates players. <laughs> you know, it does all this thing. So why don't you go out and fucking win, Niners? Because you have to win while being fiscally responsible at the same time. At the same time, Hutch, don't you understand? Not it when you have owners. There is a, that one, there is a cash bank. shortage in the Bay Area. You just can't get money out here. <laughs> Everyone's looking for money in the Bay. It's like, where's the money? It's not here. Money's Left. been money's been in California Hutch. since the gold rush. I got to take more calls, man. But thanks for coming on. I'm yeah. going out in Nashville. Well, Nashville. Murfreesboro. Murfreesburg. <laughs> Peace. CJ, you're, you're up next. Kyler says, I respect the hell out of what you do for the fans. Thank you, Kyler. The fans that want the team to be better, watch your show. We don't praise mediocrity. We expect more. Boom! And I love that Niner fans want more. Five championships, man. You guys don't root for the Cardinals. Let's go. CJ Gray. Let's go. All right, you're back. All right. Uh, my Wi-Fi does not like StreamYard. It just, oh, just it's okay. Don't worry it about it. <laughs> All, right, as, All right, go for it. Yeah, as I, as I was as I was saying, man, you cover the team without without any without any tack or or any sugar on it or anything like that. And I respect that. The only thing that cut that had me disagree with you recently is the Kinlaw thing. Um, if it was me and he had slapped my hat off. I would have got together with management and him first yeah. prior to the on the field after the fact yeah. or that night yeah. going in on them. And if, yeah. and if it just got with them first in front of it that way behind the scenes yeah. instead of blowing all the way up and then getting with them behind the scenes, I probably would have had I would have been I would have thought better of it. It just it seemed at the time that when the incident happened. You threw gas on the fire. The fire will burn it. The dumpster will go on fire. You say, "Well, this fire's not big enough." It went. <laughs> Here's the way I look. You're probably right. Here's the way I look at it in the time. I was like, "Man, you want to slap my hat off and and call me all these names? Cool. I'm gonna make a video about it now or even." And and I did. I made the. It's like, look, man. I made a lot. I, it was a joke, right? I didn't say, "Hey, this was unacceptable. This was assault, and he needs to be." It's like I didn't say that. Like, hey, this is what happened. It was funny. We're even. But and then I called the PR director. I was like, look, this happened between me and Javon. I made a video about it. No hard feelings. I, I would like to sit down with Javon and, and we'll talk about it now. And he's like, you would do that? Because, I mean, really, Javon, you know, almost broke, might have broken a rule. You would do that? Like, you're not going to go to the league? No, I'm not going to the league. Let's talk. And when he called in that night, I thought he had talked to the PR director and we were going to have. The, I thought Javon oh. wanted to have the talk publicly. Yeah, and then it went, I know, he didn't want to do that. So I was confused. 
Uh, but you're right. I, I probably if that were to happen again, I probably wouldn't do the in your face video. Although at the time it felt justified, man. If someone slaps the hat off your head, it's really you'd be kind of pissed about it. Honestly, Grant, if you no, that's I, personal, man. I would have. He would have put. He would have. He would have put me in the morgue because because <laughs> you you would have reacted care right. Ten feet yeah. tall. I don't care yeah. if you're ten feet tall. You put your hands on me. You are ready for whatever comes next. That's what I'm saying. Like, I could have had more poise, but I felt that, like, just making a video and keeping my calm was, like, the best I could do, man. I mean, slap the hat off my head. He would, dude, hold on. If I slapped the hat off of his head, I'd be dead right now. I'd be dead. And everyone would be like, yeah, he deserved it. What was he thinking? You can't slap the hat off someone's head. Crazy. Right? And I'd be like, yeah, I, I don't know what I was thinking. That was dumb. Super dumb. That's okay. And so I, I understand that you've cut some people off. Um, I don't I don't want to get deep into it because I don't know enough to get that. Deep into I don't want to think of it as cutting them off. I want to think of them as just letting them go off on their own. You know what I mean? I helped a lot of people for a long time. Yeah, I'm going to help some new people. I'm going to help some new people. There's, there's no yeah. hard feeling. I hope those people prosper. Yeah, I definitely appreciate the way you've put people on. There's a lot of people that spawn and then they don't. They don't necessarily come with your same with your same angle or come with your same style. Yeah, you they don't have to be like, hey, do your own thing. Oh, yeah. and yeah, they have their own style. And yeah, God they, bless. And then when they collaborate with you, it's mm -hmm. real awesome because you have your way and then they have their way. And then two come together yeah. makes a fantastic product. And and that's what I that's what I kind of miss by by people by people getting by people getting the sandman from um from the night of apollo treatment <laughs> recently all right man there's always there's always some new characters coming down get to new some some new people all but right i gotta help new people get on man this is an equal opportunity venture over here and let's try to get this football um i got that i got that first part out of the way um what do you what do you think about this upcoming season um with the team and particularly trey legs um I think Lance is going to be terrific. I hope he doesn't get hurt because they haven't really done much to protect him. I feel like this is a team that could win a Super Bowl, but I don't think ownership really believes it. And I think they had this really tepid offseason because they're thinking next year is their year. Go for it now. I mean, Trent, Trent Williams is 30, almost 35. Do it now. What are you waiting? You're just really going to sacrifice a year of Trent Williams? It's not even his prime. It's The prime is gone. He's still a yeah. best He's player. But like – Come on. What are you He's waiting for? Yeah. We, got one, we got one or two years of Trent Wayne. That's what I'm saying, man. So At, I don't like it. And um, that's, yeah, I don't, I don't really like that, man. I, to I, me, like the Niners are very much like planning for the future, this brick by brick thing. The teams <sighs> that win are the teams that are like, no, no, no. Our, our, our window's open right now. We're going for it. The Bucks and the Rams the last two years were not planning down the line. They're like, this is it. This is our window. If we don't get it, so be it. I've been, been honest to have that kind of urgency. Here. I've been yeah. waiting eight seasons for a ring. I am 40. <laughs> I was 13 when we won last time. I am 40. That's hilarious. Well, I'm, that's what I'm, 40. I'm yeah. trying to make sure you get this ring before you turn 45 because the Niners will go finish second place and be like, hey, a couple other couple plays went different. We could have been there. Like, get out of here with that. Just, just win one as an adult, Please. so I can actually, so I can actually control to buy my Super Bowl gear. I don't have to beg my parents, "Hey, buy me something for this championship." I'm an adult, got my own money. I just like to buy my own Super Bowl gear now. Just win me one, just one, San Francisco. CJ, good call, and I appreciate you telling me what you thought uh, I could have done differently. That's fair. And anyone that works for me, if you want to tell me what you think I could do, call me. 
hit me up. Let me know. Don't just cancel me on Twitter, man. Come on. Anyway, I appreciate you for not canceling me. Thank you, CJ. <laughs> All right. Later, man. Scottish Niner, you're a new member. Thank you. Hold on. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you ride up there for a while because you were a new member. I didn't do it. Hey. I'm innocent. Grant, how What's up, man? Don't arrest I me. Just, oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you. I'm sure many do. Um, the flex was justified or is justified. Boy, is it justified. I mean, there's a lot of different, there's plenty of people who have 49er channels and, uh, you know, have their opinions and stuff like that. But it's, I always come to you. I got like, I, let's say five that I subscribe to, but I always find myself going to your channel because of what you bring your you know honesty your uh charisma all that stuff so i mean hate's gonna come with whatever you do i'm a police officer i mean you know oh he works more than me he makes more than me it, it comes with everything you know what i mean so it is what it is so i appreciate it man. Thank you. I, I wanted to throw that out there um but um my main i guess my question is why do you think that the 49ers can't i guess take a page off of what the rams are doing how they can sell off everything and put a nice product on the field and win the Super Bowl. <sighs> you know, I just found myself asking myself. Uh, I think you know. it's a great question. Let's talk about it. Um, the Rams owner is worth $10 billion. Okay. The Yorks are worth about four. It's a big difference. And not only that, the Yorks, ha I don't know how much cash they have. They're invested in a lot of things, right? They're invested in Leeds United. They're they're very they're very proud of their investments, which to me means a lot of their cash is tied up. Seems like the Rams just have endless supplies of cash, and their owners want to win football games, and so they're committed to spending. That's what you need. That's what Makes I mean. Sense. Eddie Bartolo, I don't know, he wasn't worth ten billion dollars, but he wanted to win. He, seems like the Yorks are all about investments, making money. It's different. Right. If, if they if all they cared about was winning in the NFL, why would why do you need to own Leeds United? Take that money, put it into this team, have a better stadium than the bare bones crap that you have in Santa Clara. You know what I'm saying? Get a center who's better than Jake Brendel. Stop trying to sell Jake Brendel to the fan. Actually get a starting center. But no, but no, that's not how the Niners do business. And a lot of people defend them like, well, you know, look at their payroll. They they pay they spent last year. Rams spend oh, every God. year, man. Rams spend every year. Yeah, clearly. And let me ask you this, because um, I I know the stadium gotten its uh, bad rap. I still haven't seen a live game there. I mean, I've seen them because I'm from Maryland. I've seen them play the Ravens and uh, the Commanders. But um, what would be the best month, I guess? Because I, I do want to go out there. I want to watch the game live. Well, what, 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 what do you think? As late in the year as possible. Like okay. what they do. Also, I think I can't prove it. But I think there's a little wink-wink thing going on with the league saying, hey, can we start off every year on the road, please? Because we don't want to have to deal with the, like, Santa Clara's really hot story. Every no shade. It's so hot, especially in September. So not September. Um, if you could get late October, that'd be good. Because okay. it can get kind of cold. I'm saying it can get kind of cold out in the, in the Bay. Well, I went to uh, I went to see the open practice in 2019, and I went to Alcatraz. So it was July or whatever with the open practice, late July, September, uh, August, and it was it was actually pretty cool. I, I remember that. It was it was yeah. dope. I just never yeah. seen the actual game. Yeah, uh, I was. I mean, anytime really, anytime really. It's the Bay. It's nice. You'll have a good time. But where would you stay? Here's the thing: if you're from like it, fans who come from across the country to watch a Niner game, do you stay in San Francisco or do you stay in San Jose, Santa Clara? I was staying in, I forgot what uh, Airbnb I was at, 
Airbnb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I'll, t- I'll keep that in consideration. But yeah, like I said, I appreciate what you do, man. You make me laugh. All right, Jonathan. Thanks for calling in. Have a good day. All right, you too, buddy. Peace. Uh, let me take that off the thing. <clears throat> Boom. Hey. How you doing? What's up, Grant? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I've got a crazy background here because I I couldn't change it from what I was is doing that like, yesterday. Is that like uh, Harry Potter? Kind of. It's it's kind from of. a D&D game, yeah. Oh, D&D. Even better. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So right. I, I heard the first part of what, what you were saying, and, and I have a kind of a special view because I'm international. I'm from South sure. America. Yes. And it's funny because here we don't have football culture at all. Right. Yes. So there's... And there's no one, pretty much no one watches it. So right. I don't have anyone to talk to about like different theories or different things, no, no sports talk. Right. And normally uh, other other media people don't really do that. They're mm-hmm. reporting or, or doing different things. But that's why I liked your channel when I came in, I don't know, it was 2019 during the Super Bowl run. Yeah. And it, I like that more informal sports talk vibe that i couldn't get here in in chile yeah and i feel like that's it's not just you because the niners are so international guy just called in from north carolina chances are if you're living in chile or near north carolina you don't have a local friend that you can talk niners with and so i feel that void also during the pandemic no one could hang out with anyone so all of a sudden everyone needed a friend online and that was i was that guy yeah, and and be, being able to come in and, and chat and talk through the through the uh, cone phone makes it even more appealing in that sense. Yeah, and also I I do I think I'm pretty good not to keep praising myself, but I think I'm pretty good at like I, we, a lot of times in America at least you'll have call-in shows on the radio, and someone will call in and the and the host will be like, oh that's so stupid, what are you thinking? And it's just like ridiculing listeners it's like. Why would you do that? I think I do a pretty good job of making everyone feel like what they said was important and had merit and like leads to an actual discussion. Because who who yeah. wants to just constantly rip on people that listen to you? It just seems dumb. Mm. I don't know. And uh, I personally, why I I have a bit of a like I don't like your channel. Like we're talking about why people like it and why they don't. One thing that I don't like is, for example, uh, the trash talk. And uh, making fun of players, which does happen during the thing. And I understand that's a bit part of sports culture and it happens during sports talk. And I've never liked that personally. Mm. I used to play rugby and mm. I really loved the sport. I, I used to play it. I was, I'm quite tall and big. So I had an advantage over most of the Chilean players. So I, I was, I'm 6'3". Oh my God. And even though 6'3 is not crazy oh here in God. Chile, it's it's a lot taller than the average. Okay. Uh, in my school, I, I used to get to the like higher teams. I was in, in the first team of my school oh, and right. in university the same. But I didn't like the culture, the right. sports culture, the trash talk, the, yeah. the going out after a game and drinking and, and going crazy. That's not what I like. So even though I loved playing the sport, that's not the part of the sport that I like. And that's the I only feel part like, of I like, I think. <laughs> Sorry? You can just save all the physical competition for other people. Let bring me in afterward to talk shit. Thank you. I, I get it. And, I and, that's why, <laughs> and that's one of the things that I, I sometimes feel like I, I don't like as much. But I feel like you do it 
in a measured way. It's not crazy it's like other people. Yeah, other people also, go like, too. I too laugh far. at myself too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm willing to let it be turned right back around on me. So yeah, I try not to make it too serious. Yeah. So you know? so, and and although I hear part that Kyle is still upset that I called him banana hands. No, I don't know. <laughs> like all of that i i understand and i i find it funny but sometimes it can like go overboard but it's part of the part of the brand and part of how it goes and i i you can weigh what you like and what you don't like and decide if you're going to watch or not and there's no reason to get angry about it i don't know i feel some sometimes people get too too sensitive about these things like you can not watch and be fine or you can just yeah deal with it yeah yeah, pretty much. Anyway, thanks for calling in, the mech. I always appreciate it. I had no idea you were okay. so tall. It's good to know. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting, so it's hard <laughs> to tell. All right, man. Have a good one. Okay, see you. Later. Scottish Niner says, truly awesome content from Scotland. I think you write a few people too fast, uh, D'Amico, early in the year. Best can still get better. <clears throat> You're right. But I think what I also do is admit when I'm wrong all the time. I was wrong about D'Amico. And I think what I said about D'Amico was, Maybe they should have hired someone with more experience. Is the team ready to go? Well, I was wrong. Wrong about that. Thank you, Scottish Niner. Korean 49er. How you doing? I'm doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm doing good. It's really hot in Oakland, and we don't have air conditioning, so I'm just sweating through my shirt. It's not a good feeling, but it's good to be here. Yep. yep. As long as you're enjoying the house, that's all that matters. So I am. So hopefully you'll get a garden in the backyard at some point. Uh, yeah, I'm working on that. My wife's working on that. Uh, first thing I did was inherit like a slightly like a, a, a lawn that hadn't been mm, a couple weeks. So I threw a bunch of fertilizer on it and destroyed it. But now it's coming back because I don't know what to do with lawns. I never had one in my in my house, but I yep. killed it. But it's coming back. Yep. Yeah. Um, couple questions for you about the team. To me, I don't understand why they don't spend like every other team you're telling me so i'm not saying they're ha happy in not spending to the max or as much as they can so you're telling me you don't want to compete is that what you're trying to say or hey we reached a certain point and i'm content that's what they i do. don't think that's what look at the warriors right the warriors are in this championship window and they spend more than any other team and they're like well we want to win and it's our money so we're not breaking any rules. We'll figure if we win, we'll get the money back somehow within pro with profits at the box office and merchandise. Like it's our business. And the Niners just don't act that way, at least since the Yorks have been here. They don't. I mean, didn't we have Eddie want to say he wanted to compete every year for, for that 20-year period from 81 to 2000? Yeah, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I, I think I heard <clears throat> that the year that last year they won the Super Bowl, they lost money. They spent so much money, they lost money that year. Who cares? It's, it's an investment in the brand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, do you see an actual contract? Like, real quick, it's like, it's like the, it's like the Yorks inherited, inherited the brand Ferrari and turned it into, you know, a car you can buy for like $40,000, but it still has the same logo. It's like, it's not a Ferrari anymore. Stop. You yeah. don't put all the best equipment into this, into this product anymore. Sorry. Yeah, you don't have the hand-stitched leather or... No! It's a freaking Alfa Romeo now, okay? Stop trying to tell me that that's a Ferrari. It's not. Yeah. It's a Fiat. It's a car that's not what it's made out to be. No, no. But again, they sell it like it is. Hey, 
we're the 49ers. We have five championships. You guys cut corners. Look at your stadium. The, the, Le, Levi Stadium is the perfect it's the perfect symbolism for what the Yorks are. Not even in the right city. It's like the least the the, the ugliest stadium you could possibly build for a billion dollars. That. And they can't even use it in September. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see a contract extension with Debo just for training camp? Because Debo is still, to me, dug in, but having the happy face on there. I know, right? They better. I think they will. I almost think the Bosa's one's going to be trickier. He's going to be a lot more expensive. They should be able to do it. I mean, if they don't work it out with Debo, this offseason is a disaster. And they know that. So I also feel like Debo understands that he doesn't have all the leverage in the world. So I think that that's going to they might be able to work that out. Nick Bosa has all the leverage in the world if he stays healthy. All the leverage in the world. He could say, you know what? I'd like a fully guaranteed contract. What are the guys going to do with that? I'd love to know. They've never done that before. They might do it. I'd like to see them say no on that just to get the fans even more riled up. No, it's like- I'd love to see that. Go ahead, Jed. Go ahead. Go tell minor fans that Nick Bosa is getting traded. You be the guy. Tweet it. Hey. We're trading him, trade him for a draft pick, and then draft someone with a messed up knee. Do that, because that works every time for the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. And this gives two last points. Um, Do you see, I think it's me, or you may have, I believe you talked about this before, but they didn't sign any ball hawks. And if you say that the defense is going to get you sacks and pressure on the quarterback, those are nice things, but... Takeaways are also nice, just as nice. Also, pressure should lead to takeaways if you have DBs with ball skills. And the Niners act like pressures will lead to takeaways no matter what. No, they don't. And you prove that every year, 49ers. You prove that by having the best pass rush and one of the worst defenses in terms of takeaways and being below average on third down. All you need is some a little bit more investment in your secondary, a little bit less investment in linebackers, and you'd be there. But no. You think the Niners would know that they don't need to spend all this money? I mean, Fred Warner, God love you, dude. But Dre Greenlaw's good. Aziz Alshayer's good. They don't need to spend on linebackers. You need to spend on DBs because you don't just pull elite ones out of thin air like you do with linebackers somehow. Sorry. I mean, it'd be nice to have like a Trayvon Diggs get you a, you know, a DB like that. I can get you 10 takeaways a season or somewhere near that because how many extra chances – do you have to have less pressure on Trey? You know? uh, I was talking to Sala a couple of years ago after the draft. And, you know, I'm always – I always want the Niners to get a DB. It was 2020. Um, and I was saying, you know, like, hey, man, like, uh, I forget. We're talking about – I was like, I wish they would have got you a DB, I think is what I said. And he said, man, Trayvon Diggs is really good. That guy is really good. And that was before anyone really knew it. The Niners took Ayuk instead of him. Be interested to know which guy has a better career. Now, I was beating him in that NFC championship, NFC wild card game. Didn't get the ball that much, but yeah, Salah was a big fan of Diggs. Didn't get him. Yeah, Diggs, Diggs. All right, man. Yep. One, uh, one last point. Yep. With Jake Brendel, he's been in the NFL since 2016 or thereabouts. Yep. Why do you think that they have so much faith in him as a starter when nobody? Gave him 
the starting job outside of maybe, you know, a, a spot start here and there. Because you can't, to me, I understand maybe after a year or two you become a starter, but he's kind of been team to team and no one has seen what maybe Kyle has seen. I don't know why. I'm not unsure why it's, that is. It's Chris Forster, the offensive line coach. He brought him, he brought Brendel to the Niners from Miami. So Chris Forster has been coaching this guy for years. And I don't know why, but somehow he became Chris Forster's pet project. And Chris Forster is telling the Niners, this guy's really good. But again, when he's saying that, what he's saying is, I'm a great teacher. I'm a great teacher. I've been teaching this guy for four years. I'm a great teacher. He's good. Like, okay, I mean, we'll see. You haven't, Chris Forster hasn't developed anyone on the Niners the way like Chris Kasarik has. To me, it's it's more like a vote of con. It's more Chris Forrester giving himself a vote of confidence than Brendel. Because Brendel, really, I mean, you can say you believe in him, but he's played, what, four snaps, six snaps the last three years? Like, practice is different than games. We don't know. We haven't seen he's made three starts in his life. We're going to freaking see. Forrester's taking a leap of faith that I find very interesting. But, again, it's because he's, you know, taking a leap of faith on himself. All right. That makes sense. So, all right. All Thank right, you. Adios. Tony Cope says, you're a new member. He's a new member. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. Justin says, did you hear that rumor that Lance broke up with Coward's daughter four months ago? Curious how he uh, uh, started to rake Lance over the coals around the same time. I did not know that he broke up with Cowherd's daughter. How did he meet Cowherd's daughter? Instagram? Kids these days, man. I did hear, though, that uh, Trey Lance and Trey Sermon out in Cancun put some hair in their chest. So maybe I'm wrong about that, but I saw some pictures. Cancun. That's where I'd be. Timothy says, I watch you because I was tired of watching national analysts talk about the team when they don't even watch the games. Keep the good work. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So you, it's that it's that national style with a little bit more info. Yeah. I'm for, T Bizzle for Shizzle. I was chilling. My man. Is it hot as hell in, in uh, where, where, Manteca? Where you live? Good memory, bro. Yeah. It's got to be like 100 degrees in Manteca right now. You know, I haven't been outside yet today. Uh, the past couple oh, days have actually been overcast, dude. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Cool. Okay, so first you guys are talking about your show. And I'll say I absolutely love that you platform folks, especially like Vish. I love Vish so much. That dude's awesome. I love that you platform that dude. Thanks. Yep. yep. And then – and I'm Team Grant. I'm, I'm I'm Team Grant. You you have your quirks and stuff, but I'm Team Grant when it comes to the controversies. I'm Team T Bizzle for Shizzle too. I just want to say that because hey. you definitely have your quirks as well. <laughs> so, um, like always, I have some bad news for the homers. Uh, I want to talk about Debo Samuel, and I want to talk about Trey Lance. Trey Lance. People want to rate. Where does Trey Lance rank against? the quarterbacks from last year's draft class? Where does Trey Lance rank against the quarterbacks in the league? He could be great. He could be trash. We haven't seen him play. We have no idea. We know he's talented. Do we know he's going to be good? Do we know he's going to be even mediocre? He could be the next Ryan Leaf. He could be the next Patrick Mahomes. No idea. Don't know. We know about as much, of, we know about, as much about him as we do about Jake Brendel at this point. Hey, yeah, I thought that when you said something about Brando's only started a couple games, I'm like, Trey Lance has only started a couple games. Yeah, that's true. 
Sure. So we don't. Again, the Niners are doing this at like seven positions. Talanoa, three starts. You're a starter. Uh, doesn't who cares who's starting nickel? Doesn't matter. Like okay, sweet. Eleven wins. There's, Here we come. There's, there's potential with those guys, but they could also be trash, and we don't know. Yeah. True. The other thing is with um, you know Samuel. Um, okay, as far as best football players in the league, best football players that play at the wide receiver position, he's up there, top five, top ten, top fifteen. As far as absolute best football players, most valuable players in the league, absolute stud, absolute stud. But if you want to talk about skills that are unique to the wide receiver position in terms of route running and pass catching, he's not top fifteen. He's not top twenty. His people will hear this and they'll say, you're crazy. He led the league in receiving yards before he even started running the ball. But they don't go back and look and see that all that was yards after the catch on little bubble screens. Yeah, he's not exactly Jerry Rice. No, no. His, no. his average depth of target was something like 250th. But hold on. Before we say what Debo is or isn't, I just like to see him with a quarterback who isn't Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy's holding him back. Jimmy holds everyone back. I just, I just want to see that because I think Debo is going to be better without Jimmy. I could be wrong. Well, I think you're wrong, and here's why. I, I think he's going to be the same guy. But here's the thing. With Jimmy as the quarterback, how many – how that forces Kyle to only have these little screen passes, five yard over the middles. Debo can do that with any quarterback. Right. But if we have a quarterback who is like, okay, let's dial up some stuff for rope runners who are going to get down the field throw up the ball, some contested catch stuff down 40 yards down the down the line. Is Debo going to be excelling at that stuff? Maybe not, but but what they can do and what we saw last year is when it's time to take a shot off of play action, which isn't necessarily all about route running. It's more about, you know, deception and explosion. They called it for Debo, and Trey Lance hit Debo for touchdowns. He did it in, against Seattle and against Houston. Now, maybe I just feel like you're going to see that part of Debo's game where you mentioned the depth of target. That's going to be different. I'm just saying. And the thing about Jamar Chase, people knocked him coming out of college with the route running and the hands. I think a lot of this, a lot of the NFL now is get the ball in your playmaker's hands quickly and let them do their thing. So I'm just saying, like, the ability after the catch that Debo and Jamar Chase have is pretty special, and I wouldn't minimize it. I think it's very, very valuable because it, take, it takes so much pressure off your quarterback. Right? And the whole team, man, if you're third and 20, you got a guy like that, you're still alive. Well, see, I wasn't saying to minimize that. I said as far as most of the value the most grant, the most grant, grant, the most valuable player. Yeah, absolutely. But as far as how he plays wide receiver, I'm thinking of traditional Antonio Brown, Jerry Rice, root runners. Yeah, route he's not. That. He's not that. He's not that. So. I like that you say root because really, <laughs> you, you you would in every other context in life, you say root. You don't say route sixty six. It's route sixty six. But in football, all of a sudden, it's routes. What are you talking about? No one says routes. I don't understand that. Football's weird. They just pronounce words incorrectly for no reason. Everyone accepts it. What the fuck? Anyway, team no, Notre Dame, like Notre Dame. No, it's Notre Dame. No. That's Notre Dame. Favre? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Later, man. All right. Peace. Uh, all right, let's do this. Chewy, man. I haven't seen you in days. What's up, man? How you doing? Graham, what's up, man? How's it going? Chilling, man. How you doing? Good, man. So I haven't been on in a while. I've been kind of going through a relocation here with work. So okay. I'm in a new you're city now. Yeah, still in Texas. I'm in San Antonio, Texas now. So Damn, you're always moving. 
moved up a little bit. Uh, shout out to mind. shout out to work there for helping me move out here. Um, I got the shout home office. Work. I just moved in. Just moved in. I got the home office here. I Beautiful. still don't got no no decorations, nothing like that. But we're we're working on it, Grant. Nice, nice, so, nice, nice, nice. Say hello to Alejandra for me. I definitely will. Possible. She's all you're going on the show with Grant. Tell him I said hi. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go on. <laughs> so uh, first thing, we'll talk about your topic today. Uh, why are, is your show so controversial? And really, it's about the culture now, Grant. You know, all these young kids are so sensitive. It's the cancel culture. You were talking about it earlier on Twitter and all of that. Like, whatever happened to, like, trash talk? <laughs> There's trash talk and, like, you get it back, you give it back. You know, yeah. you go back and forth. It's not that serious. Yeah. You see how, you know, I'm going to get that guy back because he said this. And now yeah. everybody gets so emotional about it. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't know why. But I think that's what it is, is it's just a I different think, generation. I, I think the athletes are not used to being criticized. That's pretty much they don't get criticized. They get criticized by like Stephen A. Smith, Skip, like four people. Otherwise, no one's really got the courage to do it anymore. And they're, they've gotten a little complacent, I think. What, what, it gets some criticism. And they're like, this is unprofessional. Like, no, it's just journalism. Sorry. That's our generation. Like, we're close to the same age, and we're like '90s, you know, kids. We grew up with gangster rap, all of that. You know, it's completely different culture nowadays. It's true. These kids grew up with Drake talking about his feelings. Like, please spare me. <laughs> right. Right. Sorry. So now that we got that over with, uh, I wanted to ask you some football questions. I mean, this is Grant's show. We want to know what Grant thinks. Um, so I want to know. Based on us getting, you know, some actual corners on the team now. I mean, we, we got Charverius Ward. We're going to have Ambry. We're going to have uh, Mosley, maybe Jason Brett later in the season. Do you think we're going to be a lot more uh, physical, aggressive style defense this year, especially out on the outside with some man press coverage? Here's the way I interpreted last year. Last year, I saw D'Amico, who came in, he wanted to be that kind of guy. Like, Salah's very conservative. Let's play. Let's hang back. Keep it in front of us. Play zone. D'Amico's like, no, we're playing bump and run man-to-man -man coverage. And what happened the first two months of the year? Pass interference, pass interference, pass interference, long, long catch, long catch. And I think halfway through the year, he's like, well, I just don't have the, the corners to pull this off. I don't have Jason Brett. You know what I'm saying? So like new plan, guys. Everyone play nine yards off the ball and don't commit a pass interference penalty. Don't give up a even if it's third and 15. And that, you know, they they stopped giving up penalties and big plays, but their third down defense was trash. And it really hurt them down the stretch. So now they invested in Shavarius Ward. I think they're going to give it another shot. Don't know if it's going to work. Because Ward, you look at him two years ago, he had like 11 pass interference penalties. And if they start piling up, is D'Amico going to flinch? I would. <laughs> I would. I, I don't well, he did last season. We saw him last season he flinched. Because after that Green Bay game, I was there in person. You remember. It was terrible. I mean, that was the whole, the whole offense. So the indie was, game, man. The indie game was like the indie was, game was, too. Was I was at that one too. It was the pouring rain, and Wentz was like, "I'm just throwing it up." Every time he did flag, it was like, "Man, they're not even really doing anything." Yeah, I mean, so with, with really doing anything, they're they're getting bailed out. So yeah. with our twelve like defensive linemen that we're probably going to carry, and then um, you know some better corners, you think that defense is going to even elevate more? Just because they're going to be so aggressive and they're going to actually have somebody maybe that can guard on the on the back end. 
if they have Traverius Ward playing aggressive man-to-man coverage and he's doing it well and he's like holding his own against number one receivers like AJ Brown that the Niners couldn't match up with, then yes, they're going to have a really, really, really good defense. But if he's getting flagged and Emmanuel Mosley's playing really soft and it's going to be the same thing. It'd be nice if they get Jason Brett back, but I don't know. Later in the season, maybe. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. No. So second, second question I had and last question, so we can let another caller go on. Sure. Uh, Anthony Lean, man, how is he going to change the run game? I know you've talked about it throughout the summer. It's going to be more of an inside zone, maybe power run scheme. But do you think that's going to help out Trey Lance because he's not going to be dependent on as much, especially early on in the season? I think he's going to be dependent on. I think they're going to run him. I think there's going to be a lot of like zone read stuff. I don't know how much he's going to keep the ball, but that's going to be the new bread and butter play in the Niners offense. So can I ask you this? Because I know last season it was real hush-hush. You couldn't really talk about what you saw in uh, minicamp and all of that. Are you able to talk about what you saw last season now? Now? Yeah. I mean, what I saw last year before they shut it down and made him just sort of play from the pocket was a lot of zone read and a lot of play action. There's So when he's under center, he's going to be under center a fair amount because that's the best way to do play action. And they're going to do a lot of that. Because that's how that's what Kyle likes to do, and that's what Kyle likes to do. It's what he did in uh, Atlanta and in Washington. So you're going to see Trey under center with a lot of the play fakes and rolling left and right. You didn't see that with Jimmy Garoppolo. I know it seems basic. I shouldn't been able to say it last year, but it's a big departure from what they've been doing the last few years. Play action. Do you shot. think have Have you seen them at all where they'll send like a jet sweep in motion, maybe do a shovel and then run an option off of that as well, or? Did they not do a lot of that? Uh, they did a little bit of that last year. They did a little bit of that in the preseason too. They didn't do any of that in minicamp, but they're still like installing the basic stuff. They didn't do any zone reading in minicamp, but they will in training camp. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for you, Grant, man. It was nice coming on. I'll be on a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to shoot you some articles too. Um, oh, yeah. Wonderful. Always welcome. And uh, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having my back too. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, like fans – Grant is the real deal, man. Let me tell this real quick. So on trust alone, last year, I submitted an article to Grant. I said, hey, man, what do you think about this? I want to get your opinion. How do you get in the game? Grant put me on his platform. He gave me a shot. He carried my articles all season long. I wasn't the only person he did this for. He did this for a lot of people. And he did it on trust. I mean, he trusted me to conduct myself the right way out in public. He trusted me to you know, put out good content and not take shots or anything like that. That was, you know, over the top, just be a good uh, impartial, you know, writer. And he will do this for anybody. It just shows the type of person Grant is. So everybody needs to really support him and get on his side because he did absolutely nothing wrong. And, you know, all of his true friends were all out there uh, defending him on Twitter. And that's what all of you guys should do. So. Keep supporting Grant. Love this man. That was really nice of you, Chewy. Have a good one, man. Hope to see you All soon. All right, take it easy, man. All see right, you. Ryan and Jennifer Wood says, I know we are kind of in rebuild mode, but with all of our talent, how are we not looked at as a top five team? Is it Lance's inexperience? If so, uh, so if he does good, we go for six, correct? I don't think it's as simple as that. I think it's the combination of inexperienced quarterback and a t- four question marks on the offensive line. I mean, if I were going to tell you team A that, that you don't know, has a quarterback who's who started three games in the last two years and doesn't know who four of their starters in their offensive line are going to be, you'd be like, ooh, that's a little – I don't know about that. I mean, they might have a great defense, 
But that, that's some serious. That's what it's. That's what it is. So if Jake Brendel, Aaron Banks, Jalen Moore, and Mike McGlinchey are all great, and Lance, what we think he is, then yeah, they might win the the Lombardi this year. But it'd be they probably also need to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo and then like bring in another couple of players and use that cap space and go all in. Because I still say they haven't gone all in to the degree that other teams have yet. Karan, hey, how are hey. you? I'm all right. How are you? Hey, what's well. <laughs> up? Uh, a few things. One, oh, I, was, I want to say I was hanging out with a bunch of people from upstate New York this weekend in Breckenridge. My friend went to college in Albany. So oh, I had yeah. a bunch of friends from, from not quite Rochester, but up there. You're neck of the woods. Oh, okay. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. 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 You know, come down. The weather's actually nice down. You know, mid 80s, you know, pleasant, not. Mid 80s is pleasant. That's, I hate mid 80s. Anything that's above 67, I'm like. Remember, it's, it's the northeast mid 80s. So there's a little. Fine. There's no not much humidity, so it's pleasant. It's not like, yeah, yeah. So a few things. One, uh, catching up on your show, I will say that the 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 cone um, zone uh, earlier this week, you had brought up a, a interesting topic, and from a, a New York perspective, you had quickly shut down Barry Bonds as being, um, you know, top four athletes, and I will tell you, as a New Yorker. He was one of the only ones that I would stay up for to watch him, you know, his bats. You know, uh, essentially, he made the San Francisco Giants relevant in New York Yankee country. That's pretty hard to do. True. That's really hard to do. Like True. Steph is doing right now, he's making the Knicks obsolete. New Yorkers are staying up to watch the Golden State Warriors play. Also, if you remember when he was going through those years where he was hitting 70 home runs, like every night on SportsCenter, the first thing was Barry's at bats. Who does? There's nothing going on like that anymore. Nothing. But it was it was fraudulent. But hey, you know what? So I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. You know, now that I've gotten older, you know, my stance was he cheated. They shouldn't count. Now that I'm a little bit older, I'm like now that I look back upon it and how rampant it was, you know, and, and how we don't really know the true numbers and. You know, if you want to paint that whole era as that, but at the end of the day, if everyone's doing it, is it really cheating or is it level playing field? I get it. I completely get it. But I, you know, playing baseball, uh, I think people lose how hard it is to hit something like that and how consistently good he was. And, and, and you know, look, A-Rod got us a World Series ring on steroids in 2009. So what am I going to give that World Series back? No, no, of course not. Right. And so it's the same aspect. He never won anything other than accolades and, and, and personal home runs. But as a as a person you watch in the Bay Area, I think here in New York, we think of Barry Bonds like top two, three immediately. Okay, hold on. Our fair, you made some good points. Um, which of the top four people on my Barry of Mount Rushmore would you knock off for Barry? And I, I have Willie Mays, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Steph Curry. Which one of those four would you put Barry Bonds the cheater over? <sighs> Willie Mays. Oh my! I would. Different era. Different era. I never saw him play. I, I've seen everyone else play. Fair me. I never saw him play either. But the dude hit 660 home runs with no steroids. Nope. Agreed. But he also played in an era where the pool, the talent pool, wasn't as large as it is now. Now you're just gonna you're just gonna crap on the entire 1960s. <laughs> I'm not crap. I mean, listen. He from from all accounts, you know, I've got like. Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle. Posters. There are some pretty great baseball players in the 60s. Those are also really good. There are some pretty good ones. By what I have seen, the eye test. How's that? <laughs> okay, fair enough. 
I just don't like Barry Bonds because um, – Oh, I get it. I get I just it. Don't, I, I don't like that whole era, and I don't like well, – whatever. For, who cares? But I see, really but don't care. See, see, this is the hypocrisy because it saved baseball. It saved baseball. It saved it because baseball is within the toilet. Baseball's dead. Until McGuire and Sammy Sosa you know, the sport brought died. it to life, and then Barry Bonds did it because guess what? At the end of the day, people don't like this. But baseball is, is as relevant as the New York Yankees and the Red Sox up here. If they're not doing well and there's no rivalry in place, no one gives a two hoots about baseball. No one gives I, two hoots about baseball. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I say outside of uh, Red Sox and Yankee fans, no one cares anymore. No one cares. No, maybe and just allow steroids. I don't know. Again, and so now this brings me to the other point of like why. I respected Barry Bonds and the media and to your show is that Barry Bonds was to me the closest thing. If he had played in New York, he would have been beloved. He was mean. He was surly. He didn't take any crap from the media. The media had no idea what to do with him in the Bay area in New York. That's a random Tuesday. And so that's part of the, you know, your show's general topic is that grant, you know, if you were in New York, you have your own talk show on XM radio or FM radio. They gobble you up in a minute. Um, but it's the, you know, it's kind of where you are and kind of that process as people don't like friction out there as much as they do here. Here it's normal. Here it comes to territory. And I was raised by a man who loves friction. So I like it too. People out here are like, why? Leave me alone. Like Again, 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 you, you, again, that's the whole point. People yeah. don't like that, um, especially athletes, because to them, they've sacrificed so much, you know, and, and now we're seeing athletes not signing New York. People right. aren't coming to the Yankees like they used to all the time because they see how much pressure it is. Baseball players use. Yeah. They're not going there. They're yeah. like, I'll make a million, 10 million less. But guess what? I'm not going to be berated on a random, you know, July 17th night when I strike I'll out. The, I'll just go to the 49ers where it's, it's they're much nicer over there. Who is this one asshole, though? Oh, yeah, you got to worry about that one guy. Sorry. I, hey, hey, listen. Them. I don't know why. But, but you know what? The 49ers, if they don't do well this year, it's going to be a lot. Of, and you said it, too. You know, Lance is in a no-win situation. No-win situation. It's his fault if they miss the playoffs. Oh, my God. So many he, fans. He, he, again, is being compared to Patrick Mahomes, not because of the talent, but what they gave up to get for him. Can we just say, hold on, let me, let me see how many how many uh, touchdown passes Patrick Mahomes threw in his first season. Because let, let's just say what the bar, Patrick Mahomes in his first season, he was older, he was 23, he went 12-4, he threw 50 touchdown passes. Yeah, it was That's a 50. all he has to do. 12-4 and four. Go 12-5 and, and throw 50 touchdown passes. Correct. And, and, and you know what? Even if he does do that and he doesn't win – What's going to happen? They're going to be like, well, we were winning with Jimmy. You know that's happening because the players really don't care about stats. They, they care don't. about winning. They that's care. What, you hear winning. that from Eric Armstead, right? He's a phenomenal quarterback. He wins. Well, right, again, bro. players don't care because here's the thing. Because of Jimmy, a lot of these players probably I got good game. contracts. Yes. Because it's like Kittle was carrying the team. No, Fred Warner was carrying the team. No, it was Debo who was carrying the team. They're all getting paid. These monster salaries because the quarterback is perceived as the weakest link. Correct. And yet they're still winning. Again, I think Trey's going to be great. I think Trey, I think the the thing that I hated about the 49ers offense the last few years is that everything was a 15, 18-yard drive. And you see when that happens, inevitably people, something will go wrong. Yes. Something will go terribly wrong. I'd rather Usually have – involving the offensive line or the quarterback, yes. 
the Rams, who have an interception machine in their QB, who, as great as he is, he yes. throws stupid interceptions. Just, just like him. But they got an explosive play element where they can cover up that. They don't. They've never. They haven't had that since Jimmy's ACL injury. Now that they yeah. have it, I feel like hey, Trey may throw more interceptions, but we're gonna get a lot more like, you know, third and seven bombs away, seven eight yard, you know, uh, plays for touchdowns rather than fourteen eighteen play that chew up the clock, which which is great. But how much pressure did that put on Kyle Shanahan? Shanna it's not gonna happen. What he's going to do is people are going to still think it's the same Jimmy Garoppolo offense. Trey's going to start stretching the field. He's going to throw deep. He's going to throw outside the numbers. And what he's going to do is he's going to create space for everyone. Because really the Niners were in a very compressed playing field. He's going to spread everything out. Did I lose Karan? You're back. Anyway, you left for a second, but now you're back. Anyway, now I can't hear you. There you go. Can you hear me? That was the one saving grace of Trey, I think, is that he's going to open up lanes where at the end of the year, you saw just clog the middle. The, the running backs were useless. Useless. Clogged it didn't matter. And you saw in the second half against Houston, Houston was like, uh, this is too much field that we can't defend all of this. You're going to, yeah. you stretch this thin too thin. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Trey, if he does well, we're going to be on par with the Packers, the, the Rams, the, you know, that if he doesn't do well and he's a lesser version of Jimmy, then we're going to be with the Saints and the Eagles and the Arizona Cardinals. We'll be fighting for a playoff spot and get, you know, probably, you know, out of there by the first round. That's, that's, and then if he does worse, then then we're not even in it. Because here's the thing, now that there's seven teams in, you got to just be 500 and you're probably going to get in. You know what I mean? Or a little less. Ten wins will do it. Ten wins will do it. Nine might not. Ten wins will do it. Ten yeah. wins. Will- yeah. Um, but it's interesting. You know, there's a lot of hand wringing about Trey Lance, but offensive line aside, the two quarterbacks in the NFC with the best weapons, arguably him and Jalen Hurts. Yes, Jalen Hurts has really, and it's funny that you say that. Is yeah, that similar quarterbacks too? Very similar. And guess what? Very similar defensive schemes that they don't typically give up big plays, keep everything in front of you. We saw that in the Eagles game is that they were pretty evenly matched and had Jalen Hurts hit a couple of those deep bombs, different outcome. I was there. I saw it. The 49ers. If they had A.J. Brown that day? Huh? If they had A.J. Brown that day? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They were one, they were an A.J. Brown away from probably winning that game. Probably. That game was not pretty. 49ers got gifted that game. And now they have Jaquaski Tart too. (laughs) That's fine. Oh, we're not going to do that part to drop a really good interception by Trey. Oh! I've got no problem with that. <laughs> Ron, I got to take some more calls, man, but thanks for calling in as, as always. Appreciate yep. you. Yep. All right, man. Take care. Oh, hold on. Yo. Yo. Joshua. Hey, what's up, Grant? How you doing? How you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? Can you hear me? Okay. I can. Yeah, I'm yeah, doing pretty good. Um, my question for today isn't necessarily like a, a question that maybe you don't have to answer today. But I would really love if you and your dad did a topic this Tuesday that had to do with comparing and contrasting Eddie DeBartolo's ownership versus Joe Lacob's ownership. And um, also comparing and contrasting Bill Walsh's coaching versus uh, Steve Kerr's coaching. Sure. Sure. I don't know if you have any initial thoughts. um, Good idea. You know, Um, 
uh, coming off those topics. Hmm. Or yeah, let me think just about want it. to save it for Tuesday. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for that, but it's a great topic. Let me talk about it, think about it with my dad, and we'll do it on Tuesday. Okay. Got you. Yeah, because um, as somebody who was born in 99, I never got to experience any of the, you know, Eddie DeBartolo Super Bowls and, you know, just, just kind of seeing what Joe Lacob has done with the Warriors. Uh, it's just like, you know, crazy. Like you always hear about Eddie DeBartolo being like the best owner. And, you know, I think Joe Lacob is like, you know, right there with him, you know, but below him. I, I wouldn't put him past Eddie D based off of like everything that I've heard, but, you know, uh, I I wouldn't know because I I never experienced it. Right. Um, no, I, I, I this is a great topic. Let me think about it because I want to say something smart instead of something rushed. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. Let me. I, I will. I will. We will do this on Tuesday. I promise. All right. It's good. Um, another thing I wanted to say is like I do find it hella funny how the players are always talking about. Yeah, Grant always wants to. You know. Uh, no, no, I, I won't curse on your channel, but oh, he wants to dump on this player and, yeah. and everything. But they can never. They can never provide what exactly you said. No. And it's so lazy. It's like Kittle goes on this whatever podcast uh, and he says that Grant was like tweeting at that. I was tweeting at Kinlaw relentlessly when he was hurt. No, I wasn't. You can look that up. That's verifiable. He said, oh, he was just tweeting relentlessly at Kinlaw when he was hurt. I never tweeted at Kinlaw when he was hurt. I might have cracked a joke or two on on YouTube about him. But, dude, that's professional. That's life. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And if Kinlaw's upset about it, he can talk to me about it. And that's. Life too. It's no problem. But Kittle, like, dude, just get your facts right. It's funny how many people have tried to, like, Armstead, Kittle. It's like, well, that was a joke, and that didn't happen. It's like, can't you get something better? If you're going to cancel me, get the good stuff. Yeah. Or, uh, at least have substance. With have it. something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing. Is it really hot in San Leandro? Uh, yeah, it's pretty hot. Yeah. Sorry. It's not, as bad. it's not as yeah. bad as the past couple days, but, like, you know, like two days ago, it was just super hot and no wind. And I live over like pretty close to the water. And it's just like, you know, typically we'll get like a nice breeze to cool us off. But there was just yeah. none of that. No and breeze. Then, and then anyway. and then like a couple days ago, uh, luckily, my uncle asked if I could watch my little cousins and uh, they have air conditioning. So like as soon as I got home, I'm like, I'm like, is it me or is it hella hot? Right, my mom's like, no, it's just you. <laughs> Tell them to hit what me up in the office. Time. Yeah, that's tight we're just seeing the white background yeah oh uh just having some uh i'm upstairs i'm, I'm doing some renovations on some pipes downstairs i'll be back in a week oh okay you know what i'm saying yeah. discovering uh, new things somebody, you gotta do in a new house sorry yeah somebody in the comments was saying that uh you should put like wood on the outside of it and make it look like a support beam instead of like just have it look like a pipe no i'm, I'm, know, I'm, just, I'm just, i think i i'd like to get rid of that pipe i'm gonna see if i can conceal it somehow I'm a new homeowner. I realize you can actually do things to your house. I'm like, I've just been living in apartments my whole life. And I'm like, I got to call someone. This is broken. It's like, no, I have to fix it. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, One last thing. Uh, Will we ever see the return of the Discord streams? Yeah. It could be a little incentive. I'd like to do one after a game. I'd like to do one after a game. I tried to do one after a game, but no one was there. So what I'll do is I will, um, I'll let people know in the Discord beforehand. And it'll be like okay. during the preseason or something to be like, hey, tonight after the game, we're going to do one. So I, I got to remember how to do it. But, yeah, I think I should be able to do it. All right. Yeah, it sounds All good because right. I know I know you used to do it on Twitch, but, uh, you know, you can do it on YouTube, too. I think what I – yeah, I could do it on YouTube. And it could just be like a Twitter spaces, but, you know, in Discord. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. All right, then, Grant. Thank you for having me on. Have a good for day. Sure. Good to see you, man. Later.
Swan song. What's up, Grant? Long time. How you been, man? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. So, hey, um, talking about your topic, I think, I think why you could be seen as controversial is because you're a grinder, you know. So you're look. I think you have a really good sense of people's motivations, what they're hiding, what they're trying to say, and you catch on those. And and I think the way that talk shows are now is like, I mean, it's very informal, right? Like everyone comes in, they call in, and the way that we talk is mostly like how you would talk like at a barbecue or something. Right. So you're gonna hear all sorts of things like like at a barbecue, I would my I would call players, man, they're trash or this or that, not yeah. thinking that the player's gonna be next to me listening and and I would never say that if they were next to me because that's just right. rude. Right. right. So the players have to understand that that's what's going on here, right? Yeah. I mean, of course I understand and I'm more mindful of that now because I know what Kinlaw said is like, hey, my family's watching, things like that. So then it makes you feel kind of bad about it. You're like, okay, I get it. You might be have like a cousin or a nephew listening. It's like, hey, we're talking so much junk about Kinlaw, I mean, about my uncle. And I get that too. But at the same time, you know, maybe it's not something that young kids should be watching anyways. But at the same time, I'm more respectful of that. I'm more mindful of that because I never thought players were listening to this stuff, dude. Like, really? Like, it seems like they're all listening at all times. Like, they don't miss anything. They might be your number one fan as far as, as far as uh, you know, being present, right? So It's because they want to be talked about. They want to be talked about. They want to be praised. And here's the thing. I do praise players. My praise would be completely hollow and disingenuous if I didn't also criticize people. For the praise to carry weight, you also have to criticize people. That's why when I do my practice reports, there are, there's the good and the not so good. If it was just the good, it wouldn't mean anything. Nothing. Right, right. And so. then, yeah, and yeah, and then for sure. I mean, there's sometimes everyone has to be honest. Like, you know, I've been listening to you for a while now. And yeah, there's certain times when you go too hardcore. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to listen to this. Like, I, it's like I go in moods. Not, you know what I mean. It's just like sometimes you just don't want to listen to it. It's like. Um, it's but, my team you're talking about there. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. um, but you always will bring up topics that need to be said and you you get every single thing. Like everything that could be covered, you have a good knack of bringing that to the forefront. They probably hate it. They hate it. And another thing why it's so successful on the Niners too is that it's – they're so vague about everything. So, of course, you're going to make up your own crap. Well, yeah. You know, you're digging. Just right. like – and and the national media, we saw that. They, like what, what we talked about with Trey Lance, why are they talking so much junk? It's because you guys are not saying enough. So, so they're going to make up their own stories, right? Yeah. So if you don't like, tell the media what to say, they'll figure it out on their own. Right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. And then and compared to the national media, like as far as when they go off base, you don't even come close to that as far as just being off base. Like every time that you, you hit on something, there's even the far-fetched ones have, has a grain of like truth that could be had there. You know, like, hey, is it you? – because you're speculating yourself, right? And people don't understand that. It's like, some, like when you're going off and you're, you're speculating, some people think that you're saying that as gospel when you're really just, hey, 
this might be it. I don't know for sure. It might be it. And I think that's where a lot of people, that's what they don't get about you. Right. And that's why you're so easy that you can come off of one of your topics when you, when you're shown that you're wrong or you're, you, you got it wrong on that. You admit to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's what people don't get. Yeah. Some, I feel like every, every person tries, like every content creator tries to build himself as the one person who's always right. Hey, I, I have a much better perception. Of, no, you don't. We're all wrong sometimes. But everyone's, everyone's like, did I mention that I was right about this and I was right about that? It's like, no one cares what you were right about. Tell me what you were wrong about. That's more interesting. Anyway, Swansong, I got to take a couple more calls. I got like 10 minutes left in this show. But thanks for right calling on, man. It's been a Keep while. Keep on doing you, dude. All right. Later, man. Peace. Thanks. All right. We got someone new that's not showing their face. So I got to put this up because I don't trust people. Real quick, 49er fan, I got you. But, oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to have to just... just Yo, are Yo, you there? Are you there? Oh, hi. Yeah, how's it going, man? Good. What's up? Good. What's up? Well, yeah, you got like an echo thing, so I'm not going to talk. You go. Oh shit! Sorry, man. Um, yeah, I was just watching the the stream on YouTube, and uh, I had a few thoughts about the 49ers and okay, okay. Uh, what that last caller is that? What do you say? Is that what you call them on YouTube? Do you still call them callers? I don't know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I call them a call. I don't know. It's it's like a, it's a radio phone. phone, no phone. Right? Okay. Yeah, there's no phone. Um, yeah, your last caller. He was talking about the 49ers and about um, their horses whippy and like how they like fucking flips on the gunk. They fucking suck a cock. You fuck. Okay. Thanks a lot. That was great. Uh, that's the end of the show. Thank you very much for watching. And um, I'll be back in the future. Peace.